right? Siever took a small bite of his bagel and washed it down with a swig of black coffee. The Chicago morning was gray and dreary, and rain streaked the windows on his old town townhouse. He watched a car go by, tires spitting water in a trail behind. It's better than that, dude. This one's right up your alley. The voice on the other end was New York street smart. Jamie Jordan was a young editor who was handling the entertainment division for the Daily New York Hustle. Mick, you're going to love this one. This guy and his wife are getting ready to do Tipper Gore one better. They're going to have hearings starting next week on lyrics and graphic CD covers. They're not just going to ask for stronger ratings. They're going to make every attempt to put a couple of groups, rappers, and labels out of business. And I mean permanently. It's been tried before, Jamie. The musicians and labels always bounce back, bigger and badder than before. Yeah, I hear you, but Mick, this little campaign has got a ton of money to throw at their project. Her brother, Joseph Evans, he's donating a bunch of money. You know his story. Yeah, made a reputation doing prison ministries, turning the rapists and robbers into religious zealots. Had a very successful ministry, very high profile. He helped put Shapley in office. He basically made Shapley a household word. Lately, he seems to be relegated to the late-night cable shows, but he still has a strong following. And this guy has tons of cash. He's starting a media campaign against rappers, and he's going to sit in on the hearings. Shit, Mick, this story has pizzazz written all over it. You can't afford to turn this down. Seaver was quiet, rolling over the possibilities in his mind. So her brother, the Reverend Joseph Evans, has the religious right up in arms on this. He does. You remember that 13-year-old girl that got raped last month? They've got two guys from Bite Me in jail on that one. And the kid who hung himself while listening to Suicide Dog? They've got some serious ammunition. Jamie, I really am ready for a break. And sitting around a stuffy hearing somewhere in our nation's capital doesn't exactly excite the hell out of me. Mick, you cover the music beat better than anyone. Nobody knows rock and roll like you do. You could write a hell of a series and name your price... I need a really good kick-ass piece. Rumor has it you're good friends with Nick Brand, Shapley's stepson. Could be a good angle. Seaver was silent for a moment. He and Nick Brand had been best of friends years ago. They forged a bond stronger than marriage, and they were the kind of friends that nothing came between. Nothing. But something had. And he'd learned a lot about relationships that day. They'd had a major falling out, and the chance of ever being friendly with Nick Brand again was hard to imagine. But that wasn't the only reason he didn't want the job. He'd just come off his book tour for Jamaica Blue, the story of Derek and the laments, and the string of murders that followed the band. He was tired, strung out, and he really didn't need another gig right now. Hell, he didn't need a gig ever again. And he wasn't sure he wanted to get involved with Nick Brand again. There were too many feelings to sort out. Maybe it was time to take that long, long extended vacation. Head down to the Keys, hook up with a couple of friends, fish, Play around, find some beach bunny, drink, collect beer, and forget about rock and roll for a while. Maybe now is a good time to... Mick, you there? What do you say, huh? Can't do it, Jamie. I'm sorry, man, but it just isn't that tempting. Shit. Name your price, Mick. What's it gonna take? Jamie, as callous as this sounds, I don't need the money. What I need is a long break. That's what I need. He placed the phone in the receiver and pushed himself from the table. He needed to look up the phone number of a friend down in No Name Key. Buzz had a little bar in motel business called Backwater. He'd make a reservation right now, fly down tomorrow morning, and, hell, if it felt good, he might not come back for a month or two. It would be the perfect place to get away from everything. Chapter 2 October 29th, 4.30 a.m. 
The buzzing reminded him of a swarm of bees. The alarm next to his bed was louder than he'd ever remembered it. Music wouldn't wake him up, so he'd purchased the loudest damned alarm clock he could find, and it worked. He reached over and banged the clock with his fist, silencing the menacing machine. He crawled out of bed, actually happy that he'd turned down a nightcap and who knows what else with the young lady next door. He'd never have made the early morning flight. She'd get over it. Seaver stripped off the boxer shorts and stood naked under the hot, pounding shower, letting it beat life into his listless body. The blood began to circulate, and he started to feel good about the day. Stepping out, he toweled and pulled on a pair of faded Levi's, a blue Oxford cloth shirt, and slipped on a pair of brown topsiders. He checked the porch for a copy of the trip, but it was still too early. He glanced at his Rolex. The limo would take just about an hour to get to the airport. He'd have plenty of time to grab a paper and catch the 715 flight to Miami. He'd rent a car, maybe a convertible, and drive on down where the ocean breeze would blow through his hair and blow...